Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Renamic. Berto Will is your host. Thank you so kindly for being part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. My three shirts, my three new embroidered shirts are in the wash right now. So I'm back to the temporary shirt that my that that doesn't give the 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 best look as it is before but we are here and we're here to have a great time how's everybody doing welcome aboard eric hayes welcome aboard deborah moyer she says hola posse welcome aboard uh may wood says good afternoon everyone and how is everybody today we are doing just fine michael rudden says I am away. Be back tomorrow, most likely. Small chance of coming in late, but as long as we have your presence, we are happy. Julie Henderson says, Will, a.k.a. Santos, receive congressional pay and pension? He can now enter congressman on his resume. Thanks to McCarthy. And I understand he's going to have a committee chair as well. Welcome aboard to the show as well. Lee Grant is in the house. How you doing, Brother Lee? And the one and only Yvette Avery Herod, our expert on unionization. And with us as well is Alistair Waters. How you doing, my beautiful Alistair Waters? How you doing? Bridge MCP is in the house. Julie Henderson is in the house. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. Well, look, let me tell you guys, I got to get a few more channels started. But lucky me, I have a uh, I, Tom C is in the house. Like the T-shirt, Casual Tuesdays. Me gusta eso. I like the way you said that. You cover me. Lee Grant says, as a conservative Republican, I do not support reigning violence on the political opposition. I know you don't, Lee. Remember, I I believe we're all basically good people. The crackpots are the ones doing the things, and it so happened most of the crackpots right now or on the other side. But I tell you what, folks, let's get started with the, the, the I, I, I cleaned up the speech that I gave to the Cypher Democratic Club, but it's a, it's, it's a speech on, 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 on winning the democratic message, the narrative. Some of it you've heard me say before. Today I'm saying it in a different context. I hope you will all listen to it. And also, I hope you will share this video. I think this is a, a video that can actually help us along the along the line. But anyhow, let's go ahead and start it. As I and I, as I play this, I have some other work that I got to get done. So check this out, and then I will be right back after this. The one thing we forget about our brothers and sisters in Yoakum, Texas, and Brenham, Texas, and all these other towns in the country, and these are nice people too. But, you know, they, they hear about us, and guess what we have? Horns. I mean, whenever, if you take, if you listen, I ask you to do something at some time. Spend one week, one week, concentrated on right-wing radio and Fox News. I know it hurts. It hurts. And let me tell you why I did that. Let me tell you why I did that. I wanted to I wanted to feel what those people were feeling. And I'm going to tell you something, man. You guys scared the hell out of me. All right? I'm not kidding you. You guys scare the hell out of me. If you heard on Fox News and right-wing radio about who you are, you would be scared too. Okay? And what we don't do is we don't change the narrative. And we don't invest in changing the narrative. 
And that is what, you know, we sit down and we are very smart. You know, we are so damn smart, right? Um, I, I, went, I, I went to five or six Beto events, and Beto could name why it is, you know, and I, I talk about this on my talk show. Healthcare, uh, the people in, what, what I didn't hear Beto say on the campaign is, you are being assassinated by your people in Austin, by the guys who elected in Austin. The Medicaid expansion to the Affordable right. Care Act was free for the first three years, and thereafter it cost you 10%. Right. That's it. Our Republican Congress, I mean, legislature chose not to provide Yoakum, Texas, Brenham, Texas, and all these country towns healthcare, they're losing their hospitals. And whenever a hospital is lost, why don't we have the chairpersons of the different Democratic parties in those cities in front of that hospital saying, this is what Austin has done by not accepting the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. We don't do that. They do that. They do that for things that don't really exist, right? They do that for things that aren't real. But we, when it is time for us to go out there and spend uh, and do the narrative, we don't. So I, I, I always tell people, I, you know, when we talk about all these problems. If you listen to my show, you so why don't they do that? Why don't they do that? Because we forgive me. We are elitist. It is true. It is true. Let me. I, I, I hate to say that, but it is true. And I was at one time as well. I would speak about how can that person be so damn stupid to think that. I would go out there and I would say, um, wait a minute, um, you should know better. I would go out and say all these things like, you should know that, right? Um, look, I'm an engineer. I love numbers, right? And I figure if one plus one is equal to two, every single one of you should know one plus one is equal to two. And if you don't know it, there's something wrong with you. And I don't, I'm not going to spend my time to try to convince you otherwise because you're just wrong. Exactly. Hey, how you doing? Nice to see you. Yeah. You, 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 assume, you assume that these people know this thing, right? So my, my, my thing is, um, I'm going to do a plug here for uh, something that I wrote called How to Talk to Your Right-Wing Relatives, Friends, and Neighbors, right? Yeah. And really, the, the idea being that uh, first you have to humble yourself to not... Uh, you know, when they say something that you think is crazy, and trust me, my sister voted for Trump. Okay, so it's not like I, I don't know what I'm talking about. My sister is a what a Trumpist, evangelical. She's an evangelical, true evangelical Christian. Her church has all the reasons why church why Trump is the second instantiation of Jesus Christ. And yeah, hey, I, I just I just I'm just listening to and so so that 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 is that is what they believe, right? So how how do we approach that? You know, how do we talk to these people to make them start talking? It it can't be one person doing it. It can't be two people doing it. It has to be a concerted effort done from all of us, right? And all of us have to be humble. All of us have to decide. You know what? I'm not going to call my neighbor, which I'm surrounded by them. Uh, how could you do that? I want to listen to them and hear exactly why they're why, why they're doing that. I, and I have a story that I tell in one of my books here. And this this is a, 
an important one. I said, I live in Greenwood, Texas. I said, I, I do all my writing, blogging, and everything inside of Star. Well, inside of Starbucks pre pre COVID. And this woman comes into the, uh, the to the store or uh, to the to the coffee shop, and she says, "I see you in here every day." And I'm like, "Yeah." And she's like, "What do you do?" So I'm like, oh, "I'm a blogger." And she says, "Okay, what is that?" So we go ahead and we talk about talk about that. Then she says, um, "I don't remember how the conversation changed, but we got into talking about healthcare, and she was having issues with." her insurance company. Mine, this is Kingwood, Red, Republican, everything. I mean, uh, when my car is parked outside, all my Republican brothers and sisters come out there because they want to have that conversation and we, you know, we kind of go at it. Anyhow, she comes in and we started talking about healthcare. And she started to say, you know, I wish my, this about my healthcare. And we went step by step and I, all I was doing was listening and asking her questions. In other words, how would you solve, you know, if you like that, how would you solve that? You you don't want to have to get a pre, what you call that when you go to the doctor? and Pre-authorization. Pre-authorization. <laughs> you don't want that pre You don't want that. And, you know, and, and, and those damn co-pays, they get you because they send you from one doctor to the next right. day. And, you know, those co-pays add up. So what would you, you don't want co-pays like that? No, I, we, we should get rid of, and we're doing everything, right? And when she was done describing the, the healthcare system that she wanted, she was describing what again? This is Republican. What was she describing, folks? Obama. Obamacare. No, no, it's better than Obamacare. Medicare for all, healthcare for all. In other words, she would like if she didn't have to pay premiums. She would like if she didn't have to do all these things, but she liked it. I'm feeling guilty now because I know this woman think I'm this black Republican in Kingwood, given that I'm there all the times, you know, and just white woman comes and she's like, hey, you know, um, this is what we, and I'm like, we're having this great conversation. And then I feel guilty now. So I said, man, I, 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 I just want to let you know, I'm one of them left wing, progressive, liberal kind of guy. And she stopped and she said, but you're so nice. <laughs> Just the front. We got horns, man. You know? So she's like, you're so nice. And then I'm like, man, you know, there's a group here in Kingwood called Liberal Ladies Lunch. You should go and have lunch with them sometime. You know? And then she, she you know, I thought, I, like I said, I was feeling guilty because I figured she thought I was this conservative dude just writing stuff. And I... Anybody who read my stuff know that I'm like way on that side, right? So um, she comes in and she, uh, she, I thought the conversation was going to end. I honestly thought. But you know what it turned out to be? She wanted more. She wanted more. She wanted more. And she kept on talking because finally she, she came up with the message. She came up with the idea of what she wanted to see in healthcare. And it turned out to be what we have been preaching about all of the times. And what I'm saying is there's this, there's this uh, abstraction that they look, the way they look at things that we have to get over. And that's why I said, if, if they feel, and, and the other thing that they feel is that nobody listens to them. We know that's not true, but if that's what you want to believe, that's fine. They, once you, once you earn that degree of trust, where they don't think you look at them as some sort of a, 
oddball idiot, a fool, or whatever, that you actually have a human relationship with them. Suddenly, they, even if they, I have another quick one I want to add here. This one is another one. I, I was in the gym. This is all pre COVID, by the way. I'm in the gym. And I'm working out in my gym, all red. And in fact, it was a thing. There was a point in this gym when I walked in. Some of those guys were, "Hey, here it goes the pinko, the the pinko, so, you know, all kind of stuff." All the TVs are on Fox News, right? You know it, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So anyway, uh, this one time I went into the gym and I'm pulling down and lifting weights. And this guy hit me real hard in the back, back slap. Hey, dude, you're going to like what I'm going to tell you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> what is that? He said, you're going to like who I'm voting for. I'm like, okay. <laughs> who are you voting for? And this was when Beto was running against Ted Cruz. All right. So he said, I am voting the entire Democratic slate. This a this a right wing red Republican. So I looked at him in, in shock. And before I got a chance to say anything, he said, "But I'm no damn Democrat." <laughs> so I said, "Okay." So I mean, one of one of the one of the things that I use all of the time is I tell folks, "Look." I'm not trying to look. Uh, party a lot of times is culture, right? Texas used to be a democratic state. Then it, it was made to believe that Democrats had a an issue. We, we, Democrats became a bit too ethnic to suffer. And when that occurred, it gave the freedom to many to migrate. Fine. So what I told what I tell folks all the time is look, when you go into the booth, when you go into the voting booth, remember one thing. Your vote is between you, the machine, and God. You can vote whatever you want and come out and tell all your friends, I voted for Trump. <laughs> but vote the right way. What are you trying to do? Vote your interest. If we get people to start voting your interests, then it doesn't matter what party they are. It doesn't matter what you want to call yourself. You know, so those are the kinds of principles and things that I push on my show, my blogs, and everything. And I think one of the other things that I like to ask people to do is guess what all of you guys are? Bloggers. Every single one of you that. Yeah, really. <laughs> you went like, no. No, let me, let me tell you what I mean by that, okay? Who reads the Houston Chronicle every day? Who reads newspapers online? Who reads anything online? All right? Let me tell you what the difference between a lot of times ourselves and others. How many people read a story and say, that is crazy, or why did they say that? How many people see that and go, you right? Let me show you how you're a blogger now. Um, everybody gets information over the internet now. Okay, that's how they get They read comments, they do all these things. If more of us, when people put crazy, you know what, on paper, in comments or whatever, we engage civilly, not with, not with dirty words or 
obscenities or whatever, every every time I respond to comments, it doesn't matter what they call me, and but you guys can imagine the kinds of things that I get called. Okay? It doesn't matter what they call me. I'm always one way, friendly, respectful, with a smile. Why? Because it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter who folks are, eventually it works. And eventually people, even the ones that call you, whatever the things are that they call you, are going to gravitate towards you. And many times you'd even get emails that said, oh damn, I'm sorry. And talk about changing minds. So again, everybody here's a blogger. Whenever you read stuff, comment. Let you let yourself be heard. I even blog in the in the um, in, in the grocery store. If I hear somebody saying something silly, I say, "Hey, how you doing?" And by the way, um, I don't think that is exactly that way. Oh, you have a nice day. You're a blogger. You're a verbal blogger. You know, you you never let we make too much go unanswered. We should kindly, with respect, civilly, with a smile, answer absolutely everything that needs to be answered. And you know what? We'll start changing minds. And with that, I think estoy terminado. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions that anyone wants to ask? That's a very sane perspective. I hope so. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, so you have a book? Yes. To talk about how to talk to your Republican uh, enemies? My enemies? Actually, that, that's exactly you listen. Actually, I, I say talk, right? But I, what? I, believe it or not, when I'm when I'm in, like I said, I'm in a red Starbucks, right? I do. I would do probably 80% to 90% of listening to see what makes them tick. And then the other, most of the other things that I'm doing is asking them questions. And it's fascinating that the questions that they reply to you with, with the things that they come up with. And even things are as simple as immigration. I tell you, I tell you another quick story. Sorry, another quick story. Uh, there's a guy in Starbucks that comes in all the time. And he hates immigrants. And he thinks immigrants should go back over the border and all of that. Right? And I said, really? I said, I'm an immigrant. I'm from Panama. You know, well, you want me to go over the border? No, but you came here legally. How do you know that? <laughs> <laughs> How do you know that? <laughs> but I'm a, I work hard and I do everything. Anybody who, uh, uh, let me tell you my policy. This is not, I'm not saying this should be democratic policy or anything. My policy is if you can, if you are strong enough to step your foot in America or wherever, I don't want to throw you out because that showed me that you're ingenious. Yeah, that tells me you are an ingenious person, right? Hey, weren't the pilgrims ingenious? They came and they said, so I, anybody who stepped foot in America, but I won't say that politically reason, you know, we can't say that. We can't say that. But anyhow, so that's what I, I this guy, I finally explained to him. Then I told him, look, the truth of the matter is immigrants provide much more to the society. And by the way, our social security system would kind of create if we don't have that, right? And he didn't believe me. So he went ahead and he did some research and he comes back into Starbucks and he said, hey, Burnham, guess what? I want immigration. I'm like, hey. Then I said, but he said, but I want to do it the Republican way. And I said, what is Republican way? And, I, and then he started to explain. And I said, I tell you what I'd like you to do. Write a blog for me. And I'll put it under a pseudonym so that your Republican friends don't see it. And oh, no, 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 no. I want to write the blog. And you can post it under my name. I'm like, 
Okay, and he came up with uh, immigration policy. I disagreed with how he wanted to do it because, in effect, he wanted to make a buck on you know that's uh, on, on immigration. But it was an answer, right? He he had a policy that was going to. So I said, okay, I'll print the blog, and if 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 we could compromise on something like that, hey, that's great. So that is the thing. The, the thing about it is, let folks do their talking. And ask them the questions. And generally speaking, because progressives, and I don't want to sound conceited, but progressives are right. Okay? <laughs> progressives are right. I agree. You know, and if you take a look, if you take a look at the definition of conservatism, there is nothing within the conservative mantra that gives you any hope of progress for anyone. It's just what conservative means. Status quo. Right? So there's there's so you let and, and, and guess what? Most most people want progress. So therefore, if most people want progress, guess what most people are? Progressive. Progressive. If you doubt it, uh, like uh, um, Elizabeth Warren, I love Elizabeth Warren. She's one of my idols, right? Elizabeth Warren, uh, I went to Netroots Nation and Elizabeth gave a speech and I recorded that speech because it was like, wow, she hit the nail on the head. Uh, she did, she ran through a whole lot of polls and she don't ask anybody if they are progressive, liberal, or anything. She goes through the polls and asks the policies that everybody wants. And progressive policies are supported by at least, and I don't kid here, at least 65% of people support the entire progressive mantra. How can we lose elections? How can we lose elections? Narrative. 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 But even with this information, narrative, right? You go out there, look, on my, today on my radio show, I, I told the folks, hey, uh, Austin is killing you. Okay, we have to we have to make it a gut feeling for people. We don't attack people. We attack the politicians. We don't attack. I don't, I don't attack any person. In other words, if you're a, a Republican person or whatever, I don't want you to ever feel like what we're doing is attacking you. What I want to do though is attack the politicians because they're the ones that are actually doing wrong to us all. Not on you, brother John. <laughs> <laughs> Not you. You're a good guy. I'm actually an engineer pretending to be a. Well, actually, both of us are mechanics. So, yeah, but yeah. So I mean, um, so 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 that is where that that is where I'm at. Okay, that's that that's it. Any, any other thing that you want to ask? So tell us about Thanksgiving with your sister. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Uh, my let me tell you how this happened. You remember uh, when COVID just started, right? Uh, she was anti-mask, anti-vax, and all of that. Like every Republican was. And I called her up and I said, hey, but, uh, um, I know that you're a Trumpist. I know that you don't believe in the mask and all of that. Do you love your brother? Yes or no? Of course. That's a stupid question. How dare you ask that? All right. Then I just want you to do something for me. Wear your damn mask and take the damn vaccine. Okay. I don't care if you want it or not. Just do it for me. And, you know, that's how I work with my sister. I imagine you'd have to do some other... I have some other friends. Uh, there's, a, there's a friend of mine that refused to take it, and I hounded him for probably... The vaccine, that is. And I hounded him for probably three, four weeks, and he finally took it. What, what, I, what, I, what I try to do is, you know, just work on a personal level. I think things like that, you have to work on a personal level. Perfect. 
Yes, ma'am. No, I'm oh. not. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's are, are they are they on the on the other side of the aisle too? Yeah, you know. I mean it, it's it's not it's look. It, it's not easy. That's why I always tell folks to <laughs> just keep just treat folks with you know respect and I, what I use with some as well is remember and this one is sort of I don't know how nice this is. I always say is, remember this: if something happens to your kid because you happen to have been wrong, how would you feel? You know. In other words, um, you know, if, if something happens, that that tends to work with some as well. So they got a tendency to do this everything anyway. Yes, yeah. But you know Yeah. But you know what? We're not gonna change a hundred percent of people, right? But we the thing about it is as human beings we succumb a lot to peer pressure. And if we can if, if, if we can peer pressure some people into doing something, sometimes that works. Yes, ma'am. How do you find the inner patience and zen <laughs> to talk to some of these people? Like, yeah, I, I just can't sometimes. And everybody does. I mean, if you can't do it, you can't do it. In other words, you know, and, and you shouldn't feel guilty for not doing it, right? Like I said, progressives, we know one thing: we can We are at the position that we are right. So we can, and I'm not, I really am not saying that to be conceited. Like I was talking to the Jaime and I'm still in Jaime, you know, numbers are not enough, but we have the numbers, you know, you, you know, you have to, the numbers are not enough. To, I can look, I can give you all the statistics, right? What cures poverty, what I can give you all those numbers, how you get rid of crime. In other words, the family, the, the, the party that believes in family values don't take care of families. I could put that in, in all these different things, numerically speaking, but people don't think like that. People think in stories, right? So, and that's why if you notice in my book, I have a whole lot of stories. I just tell them stories. This happened, that happened, that happened. And people then take all these stories and put it together in their heads when they're going to make a change. As far as your, your uh, how I keep my Zen, um, practice. Uh, no, really. Um, it, I get a lot of people on the on the radio program call me and give me hell because they think that I give folks on the right too much play. In other words, I will really talk to them and engage in them. And my question to those folks is, why should I engage you? You already there. You know, you should help me engage them. So, um, so the thing is. Um, after you convince yourself that, you know, you, you know, you remember that, that phrase when you're young, sticks and stones don't break my bones or something like that, I don't remember, something, something like that, right? Right, so that's why, uh, you know, nothing bothers me. It, I don't care what, how they talk to me, talk, tell me stuff or whatever, it kind of just flies over and I just keep on, on the particular mission. And again, everybody doesn't have to do that. We just have to have a few willing to do that. Because, and, yeah, for example, I don't engage with my family on yeah. politics. Like, it's just become a rule with me at all. Engage, but let me, let, me, let me tell you something. Let me just tell you something. Family is where you can actually uh, make... I have... She comes to the show every day, both shows. She ties and everything. And she had a bad thing with her sister. Uh, she's up in New York. And um, uh, one Saturday, um, she found me and she called me and she was crying her heart out. 
about, you know, uh, she went to her sister and she can't believe how MAGA they were and whatever. And um, I looked at her and I said, don't break. She said, I'm done with them. I'm done with the family. I said, don't break it off, man. Uh, go, go, go to your stuff. And every time she tell you something, they say, hey, I love you. You know, and whatever. And, and a few weeks later, she says, damn, McBurdo, you know what? They still MAGA, but at least they're listening now. So you don't give up on these folks, you know, because guess what? They need a place to land. All right. They need a, I mean, people need a place to land. And if they don't have a place to land, they'll stay in oblivion. But if they know that they have a place to land, in other words, um, anybody who I, I talk to, they know that if they come and tell me, oh, man, I've seen the Well, they're not going to say I've seen the light, but, you know, they come and they say, oh, wow, I think I want to do it. They know that I'm not going to say, well, damn it, I told you so you were a damn fool before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, you, you see what I'm saying? So they know that they have a place to land. And that's what I, that's one of the things that I always tell people. Give people a place to land. Yeah. And yes, ma'am. I'd like to get your impressions of January 6th and where you think that's going to go. I, I can tell you where I hope it's going to go. I hope we have the pelotas to go ahead and put the president in jail. I hope we... Look, it's funny, right? Everything in this country always operates the same way. The people, the peons, we, those of us who are on the bottom level, always get convicted, thrown in jail, and all of that for things that gets done. And if you look at all the 400 or so people that have been thrown in jail or, or whatever, they weren't the instigators. It's the Trump, it's the Trump sycophants and others that's instigators, and they're still walking around. I think uh, if our Justice Department doesn't get Trump and his first line tier, we would have failed. And, um, you know, I, I don't really have an answer there, but we would have failed if we don't do that. Because, again, those guys were programmed to do what they did. You know, they weren't, those aren't bad folk that, you know, they were programmed. You feel sorry when you watch some of the interviews with these guys. They were programmed to do, they believe this stuff. Like, they believe you have horns. <laughs> they believe you have horns, man. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> Yes, I've always yes, thought sir. the Democratic Party represented uh-huh. the majority, you know, working stiffs, like, like yeah. you said, and families, family values. Yeah. But it seems like the Republicans have stolen that mantra without the substance. And, and how are Democrats going to be able to come, come back and win back the majority of the people like us? Well, you scare the hell out of people. You can get them. You can get. You can get yeah. them to believe anything, right? But how do we change that? We have to be in front of people. In other words, right now we stay away from those people who are, you know, those on the other side, right? Look, the, the divide and conquer really works, right? It, it actually really works. I go to tea party events, right? I go to all these things, that, and, that, and the reason I go to these things is because I want, I want folks to know, first of all, I'm not scared of them. That's number one. And number two, I don't hate them. You know, so if, I, if I'm not scared of them and I'm willing to engage, the problem is that we allow those people to make a caricature out of us, and then we accept that caricature by. I, when I say we accept the caricature, I mean we accept that caricature by not refuting it or by not being there. And my thing is to be engaged in all of the times, and you don't have to be rude to be engaged. I mean, uh, 
on my chat, Daniel Edo. He, if you if you look at if you look at the the chats that go through with that, it's like he's attacking, and the responses is just one at a time, and it's not for him. It is for everybody that's in the in the community that's seen all those messages. That even if he's a, you know what, people actually see the response from what a progressive looks like. How can we hear you, Roberto? Oh, thank you. <laughs> Politicsdoneright.com is the website for for uh, for the program. Uh, and and it's been, so, uh, yes, sir. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you can go to politics. Unless you want to pick, unless you want to pick up the deck. Oh, no, but you can, you can pick it up for me. <laughs> uh, Politicsofright.com is the website. And also, uh, I'm all over. I'm on YouTube, TikTok, everything. So uh, you can go ahead and find. But the name of the program is Politics Unright. So you, you can find that everywhere on the internet. And please listen to KPFT uh, 90.1 FM Houston. We're trying to build back. Our our listenership, and you know what happens when you're kind of off your road. <laughs> All right, folks, that's that was my thing. And uh, the last message in the chat says from my brother Lee Grant: I don't think Egberto's strategy to win over the right really works. Unfortunately for you, sir, it does. It actually does. And I have the emails to prove that it does. And the reason it does is because it is honest and very, very honest. So it may not work with you, Brother Grant, because there, there's, there's a particular sect in this country and, uh, that they are immutable. They rather themselves be destroyed than to cop that their ideology is simply wrong, okay? So as I tell people all of the times, I am not trying to change the minds of 100% of the people on the right. I just want to change the minds of most of the people who already think progressive in nature but because of cultural and, and peer pressure and other reasons, they continue to vote against their own interest. I try to give a place to land. I try to give a place to let folks understand that one, they owe nothing to no one, to anyone. And as such, even if they succumb to peer pressure, when they are in the privacy of their own domain, when they are in the privacy of their own booth, their own voting booth, they can do what's right for their families. They can do what's right for their country. Those who are on the right that continue to do what's wrong is not enough to really destroy the country. So for those of you who will remain thinking even as the numbers say otherwise, then we're not trying to, then, then again, it's not for you. And Lee Grant says, I'll do my best interest and you do yours. Right, but there are intersectionalities, Mr. Grant. Let's give an example. You don't want Medicare for all. You want your own 
private thing. I'm using an assumption that I assume I know. You may think that that is good for you. But in me, not being able to have Medicare for all because you want a private system, I am subsidizing you. All those people who are on Medicare Advantage, I am subsidizing them. Okay? Again, you may, you may be voting in your own interest at my detriment. So what I'm saying is, is let's, be, let's be cognizant of what the definition of society is. It means at times, I may not get what's absolutely best for me, but what's best for society, and then what's best for society in the aggregate would be best for us all, which me is within us all. Again, believe it or not, it's the Christian thing. It's the Muslim thing. It's the Jewish thing. It's the Buddha thing. But... We have learned from all the false prophets this individualistic thing that hurts us all. These are not questions that I'm asking. These are statements of fact. Julie Henderson says, my favorite bus driver and neighbors are conservatives. We get along very well. No religious or political talk allowed. I value our friendship too much to ruin it with my opinion. And you know, that's good. But... Don't restrict, how should I say this? Don't let you restricting your opinion be something that allows them to provide their own. In other words, if, if, if you're not, go, if you're going to do, if, you're, if, if it's an opinionated op option zone zero, let it be that. Just not let them be in control of the zone. Tom C. says, no yoke per CNN business. Surging egg prices mean record profits for largest U.S. egg producers. CalMain's profit increased 65% to $198 million during three months, ending November 26th a year ago. Of course. Inflation is by definition those with price and power ability to screw us all. Yes, we had a shortage of eggs. Right, rather, we had a a, an, an increase in it. Do you know they throw away a lot of eggs and all these stuff in general? Yeah, they do. They do. Anyhow, um, let's see what else I got here. Awesome talk. Thank you, Bridge. Love you, girl. I don't know if you know this, Bridge. Uh, there is one little section in there. I, didn't, I, I made sure to have your name cut. There was one little section in there because you're so touching with your stories both on air and off air, that it gives me a lot of, um, it, it, you help indirectly a lot of people. You help a lot of people and many help a lot of people, okay? Many of you in here, your stories are like I told them in the beginning of that speech. What works best are stories and I think that we needed to have all of your stories. And I'm not only talking about the good stories, I'm talking about the good stories, the bad stories, the stories that make no sense. All of that framed correctly does two things. It teaches those on the left the obstacles that they have to overcome, and it helps those on the right 
sometimes for those who are willing to put a mirror in front of them to see that mirror. Anyhow, last night, a criminal got caught. Another gun-touting, conservative, uh, election denier who shot up the homes of Democrats. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. If you want to know the effects of Trumpism, the effects of right-wing ideologues and and the effects of denialism of election, well, guess what? This this former Republican candidate that shoot up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, that you heard of several Democratic the homes of several Democrats. It was performed by a denialist, election denier. Uh, by somebody called uh, Pena. Let's read it. Former Republican. Th- this is this is in the this is just released in the Albuquerque Journal. Former Republican candidate arrested in shootings targeting Democratic politicians' homes. The Albuquerque Police Department has arrested Solomon Pena, an unsuccessful Republican candidate for the House District 14 seat in the South Valley, in connection with the shootings at local Democratic politicians' homes. The police chief announced Monday morning, Monday afternoon, Pena, an unsuccessful legislative candidate in the 2020 elect 2022 election is accused of conspiring with and paying four other men to shoot at the homes of two county commissioners and two state legislature. Chief Harold Medina said. AFD has, had been investigating six shootings from December 4th through January 5th where bullets were fired into Democratic elected officials' home or near others' offices. This is real. This is real. Proud Boys and all these other guys that are, they're just talking up. They are honestly just what you think they are. And we have to take this seriously. And it seems like the politicians, the the Democratic politicians and the government in Albuquerque, New Mexico, they're taking it seriously. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Situation today, I think, obviously points out that these shootings were orchestrated. They were dangerous attacks, not only to these individuals, which is personally the most terrifying for them, but fundamentally also to democracy. That is why this is so terrible. This type of radicalism is a threat to our nation, and it has made its way to our doorstep right here in Albuquerque, New Mexico. But I know here we are going to push back and we will not allow this to cross the threshold. Fundamentally, at the end of the day, this was about a right-wing radical, an election denier who was arrested today, and someone who did the worst imaginable thing you can do when you have a political disagreement, which is turn that to violence. It is important, folks, that we take these things seriously. It is important that we come to the realization that MAGA is a clear and present danger to America. It is imperative that we, going forward in other elections, make sure that no other Republican that support the types of guys like these are elected again. Because you know what? They have power. As you can see right now, they're attempting to bring down the economy with the debt ceiling. These people are these people are dangerous for America. Very dangerous for America. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to 
They are very dangerous for America. And you're uh, Julie Henderson. I like that statement. And I think that's a good corollary to exactly what we talk about. In other words, it's not a fight. It's a conversation. And when you talk about, I won't counter opinion, but I make them accountable for negative actions. Perfecto Mundo Ligre to Maywood says, we Texans will dump democratically vote our will you get to vote in that dysfunction they call california california is actually you know it's amazing how we promote california as being dysfunctional a state that is much more populous than we are a state where the educational system is much better than ours a state where and again you can look at all the problems california have a ton of problems and that is because it's also run by neoliberals okay but they have a lot of problems but even with the, the level of progressivism that's, that's done in California, which is not as progressive as I would like it to be. There are orders of magnitude as far as many sectors above and beyond us. After all, they're more populated than we are. If we were so great, people talk about the great migration to Texas, the great migration to the South. All of that is true. But these other areas still remain very, very, very much in, in, in command of where people want to be. All right? You don't, see, you don't see the mass exodus from California. You don't see that. And that is because they have humane policies. A lot of people come to Texas from, with California money. They live very well. But you don't see poor people leaving California to come to Texas. You know why? Because we kill them with our policies. We kill them. All right, what time is it? Uh, 3.50. There was something else that I, I wanted to touch on before, before, before I moved on. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. There, let me go back to your chats here. Tom, see, I read that one already. Julie says, my favorite bus driver and neighbor. Oh, I read that one already as well. Uh, okay. AVQ, yes, you missed the speech that I gave to the Cypher Democrats, which wasn't a speech just for Democrats. In fact, I'm going to be publicizing it on Daily Coast as well. E2247 says, full documentary about a largely forgotten voting rights, civil rights pioneer and organizer, Reverend Fred Shuttlesworth, 18th March, 1922 to October 2011, 56 minutes. Great. Thank you for providing that, sir. E2247 also says, Here's a deeper look into the context of Fred's organizing. Never heard of him. So, I, you know, that's why I love you guys. I learned so much. Uh, Lee Grant says, free camping throughout many California cities. I think what you mean, what you're trying to impress on us is the exploding real estate that goes on because of capitalism, which is occurring in Austin, which is occurring in Dallas, which is occurring in Houston as well. Yeah. I, I am against this economic system that, that allows that to occur. That's why I support the type of economic system that I support. And I think you guys understand that quite well. Patrick Time, CDC, FDA investigate possible link between updated Pfizer vaccine and stroke. Actually, the, uh, that investigation was done already. And there is no real correlation between the Pfizer vaccine and stroke. There is a correlation between COVID and stroke. As my 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 uh, cousin, who is, uh, was a New York Police Department detective, he got COVID before the vaccine, 
and he got a stroke because of the clotting effects that COVID can have on, on certain blood types. So he got not only a stroke, not, not, he got a slight stroke, uh, a blood clot and kidney damage, all because of the clotting uh, that, caught, that happens with, with that. Jason Egberto doesn't see my Twitch messages. I didn't see your Twitch messages. Uh, actually, I did see your Twitch message. Democrats should tell Republicans that if you go through with the debt ceiling shutdown, piecemeal funding to keep afloat, the first thing we're going to defund is our border patrols. I would go ahead and defund border patrols and the military at the same time. Roberto Luis, mi hermano favorito, está en el, en, en el salón. That is Robert Luis, my brother from Panama. Folks, uh, Roberto was over here to help finish up my... Um, my sightings and man he brought another panamanian brother over here to the house and they completely did the sighting on the top uh, of the house by my office thank you so kindly roberto couldn't have done it without you sir uh who else is in the house uh, maywood says sure california has its problems just like everywhere else but i challenge you to find an example of dysfunction you know it's interesting because you know uh republicans like to just say things and and think it's true you know but i mean you go to california with with uh for health care etc you don't have a problem you come to texas you die you know i mean you again we're talking from people who well anyhow daniel Ledo says uh maywood me thinks uh we may disagree on the definition of moderate democrat I don't care. I don't believe in moderate Democrats at all. I think moderate Democrats are nothing more than and Republicans, really. Uh, let's see what else we have. Robert Davenport, too, says, Hundreds of millions of doses administered, and the crazy fringe are afraid of one reported case of a stroke. LOL. Must be afraid to leave the house because they might get struck by a meteorite. But I, that is not only the concern. The concern that I said is that one of the one of the results of COVID proper is stroke. You get COVID, you get a stroke. You know, and when when they look statistically of the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, the amount of stroke in the unvaccinated and the vaccinated are identical. So, uh. For people to believe in this ridiculousity, I find it, well, I mean, like, you know, the reason I keep harping on this is I don't believe, in, I believe in humanity. I don't believe in, you know, if I, if I were another type, I would say, okay, folks that don't want to take the vaccine, don't take the vaccine. I don't want you to take the vaccine because you'll die and you'll be out of, and that would be one less right-wing vote but i don't think like that i love humanity whether you're right-winger or not i mean sometimes you wonder moderate democrats are what republicans were a generation ago true uh that is true lee grant says dysfunction is when a pharmacy has to close because they can't afford all the lutein uh so where is that now i imagine all over the country all right, let's see. We are at 56, which means it's time for me to do my ask. I start doing a short ask at the end of the show because, I, you know, it messes with the flow when we do it in the middle, etc., etc., etc. So I want to ask all of you today that have the wherewithal that are listening, 
to please contribute to Politics Done Right. We cannot do it without it. If you are on YouTube, just go ahead and hit the join button and become a contributing member to that YouTube channel. Alternatively, if you are not on YouTube but you'd like to be a contributing member on YouTube, you can go to politicsunright.com slash YouTube. politicsunright.com slash YouTube. Likewise, you can provide us support on our PayPal account. Uh, that PayPal account is at politicsunright.com slash PayPal. politicsunright.com slash PayPal. Alternative, you can become a patron. We need, I would love, I would love to get a hundred patrons in, in January. That would make my day. Uh, could you consider being a patron at whatever level? By going to politicsunright.com slash Patreon. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Politicsunright.com slash Patreon. You can also support us by getting our books. And again, our books are very informative. Please consider getting one of the, the political books or all three. Politicsunright.com slash books. Politicsunright.com slash books. But you know what? You can find all the different ways to support us. Whether it's be Zelle, Cash App. Uh, Polit, um, YouTube, uh, Patreon, PayPal, all of that I have in one place. You can just go to politicsunright.com slash support and find a way to support what we do. I promise you, I am personally very... Thank you, Robert Davenport, for that kind contribution. Catching up with Bridge MCP from yesterday. Love you, brother. Thank you for that super chat. But... Let me, I want you guys to understand this. One cannot, one cannot really profit from this thing. The books and the contributions and the, and the t-shirts and the, and the cups and, you know, remember cups, this one was designed by Bridge MCP and the cups, you know, there is Bridge's cup. All these things, bits and pieces support what we do. It allows me to do this. It allows me to drive to KPFT three times a week because KPFT pays me zero to be there, but I feel a necessity to be in every domain, on air, on the internet, and everywhere else. So it is a composite contribution that all of you make here on my internet show that allows me to expand and do what we're doing to try to inform people. So I ask you kindly, if you can continue to support this program, and for those of you that have never supported this program, please go ahead and go to politicsandright.com slash store. Uh, go to one, any avenue that you can and support the program. We are here to make sure we continue to inform and inform and inform just as the right does. We just do it chiefly, inexpensively. Because we actually believe in what we're doing. So again, thank you, Robert Davenport, for that super chat. And for anybody else who wants to give super chats or buy at the store or buy the books or whatever, just contribute as best you can. I ask you so kindly. My name is Egberto Willies. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Oh.
we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.